Street Fighters, welcome to the show, the live stream. We're on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube right now. Jump in, there's a chat. You can talk to all the wonderful Street Fight listeners as they watch the show, comment along as we do it. We do it every single week, Wednesday nights and Sunday nights. Now on Sunday from 9 to midnight, we take calls from the listeners. We want to hear what's going on at work, how, how you've been affected, uh, what shitty things your employers are doing. Tonight, it's going to be Brian and I talking shit about stories of the week, chopping it up, doing our normal thing. How we started this whole endeavor almost 10 years ago now, uh, the Street Fight Basement Show has blossomed into a gigantic community of wonderful people ready to do mutual aid and camaraderie with each other. So we appreciate you being here as always. Hope you're willing to spread this mess across the U.S. and beyond to every corner of the flat earth. My name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. We're Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. And we're here to entertain y'all, to make you feel good, to connect you, to inspire you, to stand up for yourself, to organize your workplace, and stop taking shit and start going after the capitalist pigs that have their boots on our necks. So we're glad you're here as always, and we'll continue to do this as long as we can this is our life's work and we're glad that you're along for the ride thanks for being here how's how are things going brian i think it's going better since sunday when i was really flipped out i I got a doctor's appointment and talked to my doctor and that made me feel a little bit better about my possibilities (laughs) of living during through this thing (laughs) you consulted your doctor on your possibilities well i talked to her and she was just like you know i know your health i you know manage that for you and uh i think even if you got it you would survive sure and uh that then she did some math with me which was like real anxiety guy math it was like super anxiety guy math because it was like uh when's the last time you were in a crowd and i was like March 11th, and we went to do wrestling, and she was like, oh, well, it would have already happened. Yeah. You know, if you got it then. So, if you started being safe the day after, which was when I started to, like, be concerned and be safe, then you're going to be okay, Brian. Yeah, that's great. Don't fucking flip your wig. And then she gave me some mild stuff for anxiety, which really helps. And uh, I also got my hands on some other mild stuff. For, on some other less mild stuff for anxiety. But uh, I think, like, personally, I'm in a better spot than I was Sunday. Okay. I am not freaking out anymore. You and mean- I think I'm going to... I think I think for a lot of people, we're going to make it through this thing. I feel like, I, I feel like a sort of a, a confidence that I didn't feel before. Okay. Which is nice. You yeah. Know, I've, I've shit talked to my doctor on the air a bunch and, you know, she really took time. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a 10 minute call. You know what I mean? She called me on the phone. We talked for about a half hour and, uh, then she did something that was incredible, which was, she said, when do you start therapy? And I was like, I'm on a waiting list. You know, I don't know when it's going to start. And then today I got the call from the place that she oh. referred me to. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and they set me up for an appointment tomorrow. Wow. Okay. And I was like, I think my doctor did that for me. That sounds I'm fairly like certain that, you know, my doctor called them and said, you need to get this guy in. So, uh, 
I kind of have renewed faith in my doctor and um yeah, that's nice. I really think that she like she handled me in a way that I think nobody else could have done that. No, there's not another person that could have handled me in that way. The two people that I depend on the most as friends and people to talk to are you and my wife and both of you guys are like sort of uh you know katie's never had anxiety or panic issues it's not her fault you know what i mean and and you don't know how to talk to people that are flipping out <laughs> you know what i mean unless true. it's on drugs so like i think that i think that what i was doing was i was relying on people who didn't necessarily know how to deal with the thing that I deal with and talking to somebody who, who, you know, by the way, one of the things she said to me that I want to say this to the listeners too, because I, I think it's a imp very important thing that she said to me. She was like, you know, there are people now, a large amount of my patients who have never had a panic attack and never had general anxiety issues having panic attacks now. Yeah. And, uh, it made me really think about the after this, like I'm, I, it made me look on the other side of this thing about, it made me look at like, uh, uh, availability of mental help, mental health, help, mental illness, help and stuff, because this thing, you know, we're not thinking about it right now because we're like right in the middle of it. But when we think about nine 11, we think about it affected us pretty heavily the most heavily for th three years Yeah. after it. You know, 2004, I, I, I could make the argument that we started to snap out of it because, like, the election, yeah. right? Like, we were trying to get rid of Bush, and, and there was a lot of people who sort of snapped out of it at that point, and, and, and the war got very unpopular and stuff. And like it, but it did take three years yeah. to get to that point, and we damaged almost irreparably the world in those three years, you know, we did so much shit in those three years that like, you know, I think about it now and I'm like, what are we going to do in the three or four years after this thing? Like what, 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 what is the government going to do? You know, uh, if you only listen to left podcasts, good. You know what I mean? Cause you're not hearing a lot of the stuff, but a lot of the conservative people are saying some wild shit. Yeah. You know? And it's, 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 uh, I mean, I, it's, it's, I just think that like, I'm, I'm, I'm almost done. You're fine. I just think that after this thing's over, we need to emphasize mental health for everybody, for every single person that like, it has to be available. Counseling has to be available for every person on the fucking planet because there's going to be lasting effects mentally on especially just things about like uh me I, I was never like afraid of germs you know what i'm saying like i fucking yeah you were gonna eat some hair i would i would have ate toenails or drank bath water and shit but now i like think about that stuff a lot more you know and uh you know, I was never a hypochondriac in, in, a, in a way, really. Like, I would freak out and think I was having a heart attack, or I would for a while think I, there was, like, a period of time where I thought I had AIDS. Okay. And, like, uh, but now 
Breast I, cancer too, right? Breast cancer one. <laughs> yes. One. That was Sorry. after Family Guy. That was a whole Family Guy thing. Really? I saw on Family Guy an episode where Peter thought he had breast cancer. And then it fucking made me think, like, when I, I read somewhere that dudes could get breast cancer. And then I woke up and my titty hurt. And uh, I went to the doctor and he was like, yeah, he, you slept on it wrong. Here's some muscle relaxers. <laughs> but, but like, I, I've never been a guy who, I've always found myself to be a guy that doesn't get sick. And, I mean, it's pretty true, you know? The, the only time I've ever, I've only not done this show once because of a sickness. And that was because my mouth was fucking swollen up and I couldn't talk. And like I've only uh I I I I just I don't ever feel sick, you know? And and like uh I need to like lean on that. That like fact that most of at the time, this time yeah. that I've been able to get through flu seasons, I've been able to get through all of these sicknesses, and I need to rely on that now that like I'm I maybe I am at risk. Yeah. But I'm not in the at risk age group i'm not in any of the at-risk stuff and also uh the doom and gloom on twitter and on facebook reading that has an had an effect on me last week like a real effect because sure. you know you're reading these people i don't think we should leave our house for five years yeah you know yeah. what i mean and and like i saw a 39 year old die yeah. and stuff like that and it took me talking to my doctor and her saying that thing about people without panic disorder having panic attacks it took that for me to realize they're all panicking they're not authorities any more than i am yeah you know what i mean just random people on twitter sure you know the doctors are the authorities and uh i'm trying not to let that stuff build up in my brain now and make me freaked out and and it is too you know i can only say it it happened yesterday, and uh, I hope what I'm saying helps you in the way that it helped me to hear from my doctor. Now, if you're immunocompromised or you're in an at-risk group, uh, you know, I, I don't know how to speak to that. No, and that's a different situation. But yeah. you are one of the panicked people that, I mean, that's that's been my, part of my reaction has been, you know, uh, it's not zombie apocalypse, and there is a lot of talk about it, like the world is ending right now. But it's not ending. It's 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 it relatively calm to com compare to the panic, which is is necessary. But when we have individuals that are breaking down and overwhelming themselves that don't need to be, that's it's not helpful. You know, it's you're not you're not helping. Even what needs to be done in this time, like you're not you're you're not helping us when you're compromising yourself over anxiety over those things, you know. Right. That being said, uh, I also worry about what this fucking president's gonna do. I worry about what these governors are gonna do. Uh, these businesses, this Jerry fucking Falwell that's, guy. That's a lot, yeah. That kind of stuff. That's ahead yeah. of us. That's more important. That is that kind of stuff is things you can work on, and that's the kind of stuff you can make tangible gains at to make your anxiety better worrying that you're going to catch it is not going to ever yeah. make you you're never going to solve that problem i feel like here's what it's going to be for me i feel like it should just be an aha moment you're probably going to feel really tired you're going to be running a fever and then you're like ah oh, fuck i think i have coronavirus but i'm not until then until i start getting until i start feeling like flu sick 
I'm uh, I'm really not concerned that I have it. And I'm just being diligent about staying away from people and yeah. taking showers and all that stuff. No more dirty winter. But uh, you do have a good point, and I think you're I think you're gonna do great with therapy because I start tomorrow. <laughs> my opinion on it is that it is like having a brain consultant and uh, somebody that can you can tell your thoughts to that they can kind of break them apart. And like you said, you're not going to listen to me. You're not going to listen to Katie the same way I don't listen to you and the same way I don't listen to my wife. Now, you're going to talk to your therapist and they're going to say stuff to you that me and Katie have told you for the last five years. And it's going to stick immediately. It's going to change your behavior. It's just going to because it comes from an outside authoritative source, something that you can actually trust, you know. And I think it's an important I think it is an important uh, part of all healthcare, really, to have some a brain consultant for all of us. Um, as far as your concerns with like post Corona, um, we already saw our generation leaning heavily into mental wellness and things like that. It's very much a wave that's happening. There's apps that are capitalizing on it on all the podcasts and things like that. You know, we could try to give you a uh, talk space fucking code right now if we wanted to. If we want to yeah. make five dollars per sign up. Yeah. Um, but uh, I-, I think that it. I don't know. I don't want to say I don't I don't I don't know how the problem will be solved, but there will be enough of a need that it's going to have to be addressed. And um, I think that we are at least growing up and maturing as a society and accepting that we need to handle our problems with like a professional sometimes, you know? Yes. Yes, I agree. And and I think like I, I don't even want to make this sound like you and Katie are bad or anything like Katie, I didn't think that. Katie is a person who, who like has her own anxieties and stuff. And like, maybe, uh, if I'm having a panic attack, she's has a hard time, not, she has a hard time, like understanding what to say to not make it worse, Yeah, I guess. And, and with you, I just don't want to be a burden on you. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing with you is that like, yeah, I could sit and talk to you about all my anxieties and stuff, but like, that's just like. I, you know, I was thinking about this a lot today and it's like, I can sit down and tell him what freaks me out and all my anxieties and stuff. But then what's that going to do for him? He's like, I'm working with a fucking psycho. Like my life's tied up with a fucking crazy person. So that kind of stuff, uh, you know, but I am, I am personally doing a lot better and, uh, you know, fighting the government is what I've always been good at. And that not really, but you know what I mean? It's, the one thing I can do, you know, if they open everything back up on Easter, um, I don't think people are going to immediately rush out and go to concerts and stuff like that. Sure. You know what I mean? But I do think like, you know, the church is a real fucking problem, man. People are going to go to fucking church, you know, people are going to have to go to fucking work and there's, there's, there's no reason yeah, I, I do have to say once again, I'm I'm no I'm I don't know what's coming ahead. I'm more I'm better at putting out fires when they're here. I think I'm more my confidence comes from that I believe we can solve any problem that's thrown at us. Even as we move towards tumultuous times, I think that every the right people will step up to the plate um, out out of a necessity. Uh, but you know, talking about the unique circumstances of this virus in America. Uh, I, I did, and I really am just astonished to see the way that the conservative side has now taken it to be a point of pride to not back down to the virus. And, right. And to 
start having the conversation about how many people we let die from this so that we can uh, keep the economy going. Yep. I, I mean, there was some asshole. I, I think it was uh, Alabama. Was that the guy that said we're not China? No. Did you see that one? No. I saw the Texas one who said that grandparents would would rather die than have the economy tank on their kids. I, I saw that guy. And it's like, you know, when I talk about mental health, too, if, <laughs> there's a lot of people. I don't, you know, talk to my parents. I don't depend on my parents for support. But there are so many people that depend on their parents for support. Oh, yeah. You don't want them fucking dying. Dude, yeah. we don't want like we don't want a bunch of people to lose their their parents and grandparents at the same fucking time. Yeah. And like that kind of grief, those kind of numbers. And these people are just acting like I heard Bubba the Love Sponge say this today. And this is Bubba the Love Sponge. He's a fucking idiot. But I've been listening. I, I subscribed to him so I could listen to him. So I'm listening to him. And he says he goes into commercial break. And when you subscribe on Twitch, you can hear his commercial breaks because he leaves it up. It's like Bubba Plus or some shit okay. like that, right? And as he's walking out of the room, he's talking to the plastic surgeon that he has as one of his co-hosts on a show. He is like, uh, they've been talking about how we need to open stuff back up and, and we got we can't be cutting checks to everybody and stuff like that. And, and then he said, yeah, you know, it's kind of like we're doing a controlled burn. And it's like, I, I wish we could, I wish those people, if we could just kill them <laughs> and give them to coronavirus, that would yeah. be fucking great. Yeah, we can't trade them in, unfortunately. A controlled burn yeah. from a guy that is in the high risk category. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, it's bringing out like a very ugly, it's bringing out very dumb people that have opinions about there's very dumb people that have opinions about population and yeah. population control. Right. And it's bringing all of those people out. that yeah. think we need less people on the planet. I think, yeah. And that killing that at, 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 at the, the, this what this would do is this would kill off a lot of our more vulnerable people and then we could strive as a society yeah yeah and it's fucking gross and it's also bullshit man there are fucking people with like diabetes and stuff that are fucking a genius like there are so many people that contribute so much to this world that have disabilities or that are in the high risk groups you know what i'm saying yeah that like they contribute so much to like the fabric of the country or the world, the civilization. I don't like to say the country, but but like that they contribute so much. You know what I mean? And like, just to say like, well, if they die, you know, at least all the people that like can play intramural football will still be alive. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck you, man. Fuck you. Yeah. If Trump, and, and, and like, it's also another odd day because Trump is a psycho and he is saying he's going to open everything on Easter, no matter what. Now, who do we have to vote for in November that could stop this? A guy that was just credibly accused of rape today. Yeah. 
And we have to, like, that's what we're going. That's, like, our choices right now. A guy, Two guys that have been credibly accused of rape. Right. Is who we have to pick between. Two guys that know fuck all about anything. They know nothing, you know? No, they, they, have, no, they have no place. All they are is confident jack-offs that will overpower anybody in the room and be fucking bullies that's that's their that is how those people succeed they've not earned anything that they have there's no brilliant ideas nothing that joe biden has done has been like a great fucking idea that transformed this country for the better he's created more misery every fucking time he signed his pen to a piece of paper yeah yeah so uh i'm gonna try to keep you know i did a brace and brian and we did about 20 minutes on coronavirus and uh, I'm trying to keep it like I'm trying to do the street fight thing, sure, you know, and try to get people out of their minds. So we're gonna do a few more minutes here, and then we'll switch to bang, uh, banging. I was gonna say banging Mike Rowe. Okay. We'll switch to picking on Mike Rowe. How's that sound? I'm interested. That's the old street fight thing. So I got a uh, uh, a a letter today. I guess it's not really a letter. It could be a letter. Um, I got a message from a person on Twitter. I'm going to keep them. Obviously you want to keep people as anonymous, anonymous when they're sending you official work emails, but this is for pizza hut in Western Michigan, the franchisee of the pizza hut. in uh, I believe Western Michigan, which is the place where I go to buy weed now. And um, I'm going to get this up. All right, here we go. So this is what they got. Dear RGM, R, uh, RGM is is the, or they're the employees maybe. I'm not sure, but this is the email that they're getting, Brett. As they as as they are working, people that work at Pizza Hut are working. They're essential employees, which is another that we'll have that conversation in a little bit too. You'll hear that on the brace thing too. The essential employee conversation is one of the oddest things that has happened in in a very long time like we're finally having this conversation that me and brad have been having on his show for 11 for almost 10 years but it's finally happening you know so here's the email brett that got sent to employees with all the talk about covid 19 i have an employee that doesn't want to come want to come to work their reason is and this is a list of reasons that people have said yeah this is the flow chart on how you respond to the situations when you're the pizza manager and your employee calls in that's right one yeah that's what it is dear regional general manager that's what rgm is yeah right? one i'm scared and don't want to be around people so i'm staying home for a while which which is a reasonable email to send i think i think i think like you know if i'm making pizza hut money i think that's a perfectly fine email to send us if i'm making fucking what pizza hut pays then i'm not gonna risk my life for pizza hut yeah. I didn't want to risk my life for fucking cable. And I was making $17 an hour doing yeah. that. Why would you, you're not going to go door to door, handle money from somebody possibly, or have them hold your pen, exchange all the fucking germs that you can as you drop the pizza off. Yeah. And you're going to get paid $11 an hour. Or the people even working in the office, if weren't, none of us are getting tested. Right. So we don't even fucking know if the people around us have it, really. 
So, and, and, you know, okay, I'm a person that works at fucking Pizza Hut. I'm working with other employees who haven't been tested. I haven't been tested. I live with my grandmother or something like that. I'm going to go home and I could go home and, and, and kill somebody. Yeah. Is the thing. So here's their answer. We are providing an essential service and have work available. This is a voluntary resignation and they are not eligible for unemployment. Damn. When the current situation changes and they are willing to work, they are eligible for rehire. We we do not have voluntary leave of absences. So that's one. So if you don't want to come in, you resigned. Yeah. And that means you don't get unemployment because quitting means you don't get unemployment. You have to get fired. Yes. They can't even do the decent thing of firing fire you. Help. Please help me out and just fire me, boss. But I mean, that is really, that's what Marriott's doing. It, right. Which is... It's shit that they're firing people, but it is cool that they're firing people and that they're going to get unemployment. Get yeah. benefits at least. Yeah. yeah. Number two, I don't feel well is a reason that somebody would call in. Okay. Uh, they should stay home until they feel better and symptoms have been gone for 24 hours. Okay. Okay. I guess that's not like the worst thing. Uh, that's all it says is the thing to do. Yeah. So okay. here's number three. I don't feel well. And have a fever of 100.4 degrees or above, cough or shortness of breath. Okay? Yeah. That's number three here. And here's their answer. They need a written medical release to return to work or have had no symptoms for three days, not covered up by medicines, and at least seven days have passed since, since symptoms first appeared. Now, this... Not covered not up by medicines. getting paid. Yeah. Also, um, how much... Uh... How much do you think the copay is on a, a Pizza Hut cashier's uh, health insurance plan? <laughs> I like that you say health Pizza Hut cashier's health insurance plan. Yeah, it's non-existent. <laughs> yeah. They they're, don't have that. The, well, what they really depend on here is have had no symptoms for three days, not covered up by medicines, and at least seven days have passed since symptoms first appear. Yeah. That's what they're really talking about because they know we can't go get tested. Right. They fucking know it. Uh, number four. They want you to wait it out. Number four. I can't work because I have school-aged children and no access to child care. And I have had my, um, my you know, non-essential friends that get paid a lot more than the essential employees have put their foot down and said, my kids are home all day. I'm working from home. And they've been like, all right, fine. We'll let you do it. <clears throat> okay. Well, at Pizza Hut, you can't do that. <laughs> oh, damn it. Damn it. That's an issue, right? Uh, this is also a voluntary resignation. Damn. Uh, but they are eligible for unemployment. What's the difference? When the current situation changes and they were able to work, they are el eligible for rehire. Per federal guidelines, they may or may not be eligible for FMLA leave. Oh, God. Okay. I can't work because I have to take care of someone in my family with a documented case of COVID-19 is the next one. Oof. This is also a voluntary resignation, <laughs> but they are eligible for unemployment when the current situation changes. Oh, how benevolent. <clears throat> they are under lockdown in Michigan. And um, so what the reason that this happened, I'll tell you, is because they had all the employees of one of their stores say they weren't showing up. So they freaked out and sent that email out to all the right. general managers. And that was an internal email 
that I got. Well, I think that, I mean, pizza is the first breakdown. I think um, it is extremely cheap to get, right? Yeah, and I'm... and but the chains are fucking falling apart. You saw the Domino's situation today, right? No, you didn't. No. Oh, on the Domino subreddit, here's the here's the uh, the heading. It finally happened. All employees are sitting outside our store on strike. This morning, our yes. GM announced he would no longer continue working unless offered paid sick leave and store shut down for 14 days. This, this is a GM said that. As our entire store has been confirmed to have been being exposed to COVID-19. He then told us good luck and walked outside. Every single driver on shift right now followed him outside. The other two insiders did as well. The store is fucking empty. Every employee is sitting outside the store on the curb, turning away anyone who tries to come inside. I peeked inside a few minutes ago, and there's like 85 orders down, and you can just see tags pouring out of the printer. Yeah. Franchise owners are aware of this and are on their way to talk to us in person. Hopefully the local news comes here as well. We want the word to spread quickly. That's fucking awesome. And where did that happen? A Domino's. And you, it didn't say didn't where. It was an anonymous anything? for Domino's employees, I guess. There's a lot of groups like that. I know Trader Joe's right now is being real heinous. They're not give there's no hazard pay, there's no extra money. You've seen a lot of other businesses have, have given, you know, a dollar to three dollars an hour to people that do work, things like that. Uh Trader Joe's isn't listening to that kind of thing at all. Yeah. Um these 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 chains, I mean, who gives a fuck if we lose these chains, right? I know. I know. Fucking let them all go. We can open up new pizza places in the old pizza huts. I mean, honestly, this was a pizza now, hut. Now it's a community-owned pizza hut. Now <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a Talking Heads song. You got it. You got it. <laughs> I guess maybe now I guess maybe now we could even salting is you know, maybe a risk, but Jesus well, Christ, could you salt? Pooja's coming out. Pooja said right now is the time that we have the most yeah. power. And uh, I even believe uh, uh, Blake Don't Crack from Twitter from the Hella Black podcast was on uh, Means Morning News talking to the Sams about how revolutionary sees the moment. They aren't like always going to plot like the perfect plan to get things over on anybody. We're yeah. not going to outgame these motherfuckers. So right now is a moment when essential employees, AKA all of us that make the food for everybody else can say, fucking make it yourself. You yeah. know, grocery yeah. store people can say, grocery stock your store. own fucking shelves. Grocery store people are just, I, you know what I've been doing now? If I have to go into a place, uh, I went to the grocery store the other night and stocked up. So I don't have to go back for like a week and a half. Yeah. But uh, when I finished, I, I did self-checkout, and I went up to the self-checkout guy, and I was like, I really want to thank you for being here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I got coffee earlier today at the North Market, and Stoffs was there. Place is completely empty, uh, but they were open. So sure. I went into the Stoffs, and I got a cold brew, and I, I've been tipping like more than I pay for the drink since you know I'm getting these drinks. I'm getting yeah. a coffee. I tip more than I pay. And, and I just, I look the guy seriously in the face and I say, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you for doing Thank this. Thank you for your service. Just the same, uh, dude, it really it is. is. It really is Thank the you. same as how those, those people treat the truth. Thank you for your service applies to UPS, the post office, mm -hmm. Amazon delivery drivers, every server, um, every single cook or chef, uh, every grocery store employee. They're, they're 
part of the service and we can't go back to a world where we don't appreciate those people and call it unskilled labor for teenagers we cannot go back to that world absolutely we have to seize this you know uh so here's a story that that was big that i not only did i mention it on the call-in show it'll be on brace and brian but never did i go in detail on this so let's do this okay now i saved it because i wanted me and you to truly go into detail on mm-hmm. it. GameStop has informed employees that if local authorities attempt to shut down their store in states with orders to close establishments deemed non-essential, they are to inform law enforcement that the company believes that they should be classified as essential retail and therefore is able to re- remain open during this time. The instructions came with a flyer to hand over to law enforcement and includes the phone number for GameStop's corporate office. Um, five employees with access to the instructions and accompanying flyer showed copies to Vice Games today. GameStop did not immediately respond to a request for comment. GameStop issued the following statement in response to our story defending their decision to stay open. So they are going to defend it here, Brett. We get to hear their defense. GameStop. Uh, Not essential. I would say that all games can be bought online. All of them. Yeah, and digitally. And yep. um, I mean, what do they have in there? They've got Funko a, Pops. They, they've got to have like um, some sort of like a, a a Pokemon surge protector or something that they can classify as like home goods. To well, that's what I'm trying to think of anyway, because one of their let me read this statement and then we'll talk about this. Okay. Cause they explain why they believe themselves to be essential. Yeah. In this. St- go ahead. I mean, I've, I've, I've actually had a conversation. I've heard, I've heard this recently with someone that works for um, a company that does chemical and environmental cleanup. Um, and they insist that they're not going to do any sort of environmental cleanup that isn't mandated by the government. Yeah. And that's how these businesses are responding to this is that, um, well, if, unless someone's forcing us to not make money, we're just going to stay making money. Yeah. We're going to sell these games. It's but, like, I can't think of anything more non-essential than a GameStop though. I mean, whoever's who, somebody in that boardroom that was like, we got to stay open. Yeah. That's the guy. That's whoever the guy or gal non-binary pal in their boardroom that, uh, that said we're essential people need their games right now they're going to clutch to their captain americas well i mean i'm playing a shitload of video games too no video games i'm playing tetris like crazy yeah and like i get that that people need that but you know where i got tetris online i bought it on the fucking internet and downloaded it they have but you know what make me feel better in this pandemic is if i had some of those uh nerf deadpool edition guns that would be cool the ones that shoot the tiny balls the nerf rivals yeah they had a two-pack of those if we close down i really can't go get my medicine i really need a couple of deadpool nerf guns yes yes that is the kind of shit they sell they don't even really have like there's nothing they don't have use in that stuff. place yeah they're, the games are all digital they're basically hanging cards on the wall now so you can get the download codes off the fucking cards which you but, can also get on the switch but you know i have to say i mean the downloads are a ripoff sure i guess you can't I mean, trade them back you can't yeah. send them to nobody like if i buy the game the, the the problem is is that you your digital copy can't be exchanged or resold because i think they should stop making the games they should just stay digital but 
if I'm going to pay $60 for a digital game and it just stays on there, or I can pay $60 on a game and then trade it with somebody or get $30 or and maybe it becomes collectible down the line, that's that's where I'm going to go. Sure, I, I guess. Sorry. I mean, I, I'm a convenience guy. So sure, I understand I just, that, that. I don't care I'm going, about I'm, money. I'm not worried about investing in video games right now. I'm not going to be mad if GameStop is shut down. I'm just saying that the whole... The whole store shouldn't exist the whole idea is stupid yes they make junk <laughs> they make nothing that's necessary because all these games should be digital if you would just let take us... some of the d the dr is it a drc yeah the drm right? drm yeah. yeah drm uh what i've been watching the pmrc stuff it's just uh while gamestop is best known as a provider of gaming and home entertainment systems we also offer a wide a wide array of products and devices that are important to facilitate remote work, distance learning, and virtual connectivity. This is bullshit. They probably have capture cards or something for Twitch. Maybe, yeah. maybe. The, I don't. I I've gone in there. Like, my boss said I had to jump on PS4 chat. We're gonna. We have to to do community <laughs> building now. Is it's gone from the office to the home, so we're all gonna play. You know. Uh, Oh, man, what's the soccer ball car game? Uh, Rocket League. Rocket League. As millions of Americans face unprecedented challenges adapting to virtual learning, working, and interaction, there is a significant need for technology solutions. And we are one of many providers of these products that are remaining open at this time. Schools, businesses, and families are now suddenly dependent on being able to connect through technology. While there are many businesses and organizations far more critical than ours, we believe we can have a positive impact during during this very challenging time. The health and safety of our employees and customers is of the utmost importance, and we have and will continue to take extensive precautions consistent with the CDC guidelines. We are complying with all state, county, and city, and local ordinance, and we will continue to adjust to any future developments. I sort of feel like... This is like... A bill collector, right? This is a, a bill collector during a snow emergency. Or a bill collector now, during a pandemic. Yeah, you know, the bill collecting doesn't need to be done right now. So we'll just hold off on that. You know? And it's like, uh, the, 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 what? I think they are holding off on that, by the way, because my calls are none. I haven't gotten <laughs> any calls. Well, um, I know some places aren't. I mean, I know Westerville doesn't have to pay. Their bills are going to show zero. That's what I read. Fuck, I wish I lived in Westerville. My yeah. bills are going to show exactly the motherfucking same. Yeah, this is what um, this is what kind of sucks is I've been le reading through the legalese. Like, Geico sent me a message that was just like, hey, we're totally down to help you out. This shit is crazy. We're your best friend. We're a talking lizard that fucking <laughs> Pay it, hangs out with you. They're like, they're just, all they're saying is, we're going to do everything where possible. And they said, we're even going to make payment plans that we've never even done before. They're, but you're like, you're all on the hook. You're, yeah. They're like, you're going to stay on the hook, but we're going to work with you so well to get our, all of our money. That's what my furniture place is very much. The place I bought my couch. Uh-huh. Uh, they sent me my statement today and was, it, it, it just really, what it feels like is the landlord, the, the fuck you pay me like attitude. It's like, yeah, I know things are fucked up, but uh, you still got to pay me. I still need I still need you to pay. You're going to get a check, so uh, just go ahead and t 
count it as part of the check and then that'll be it somebody also was sharing links to uh a land a man uh i'm sorry i have it a management company that was doing gift card giveaways oh no i didn't have oh the one to pay your rent early they were saying pay your you rent sent that pay me. your rent by march 31st and get entered into a sweepstakes for an amazon gift card yeah the landlords are really popping off right now man it's good though because now we'll hate landlords more when the whole thing's over you have it have you did you see the housing community in houston no. Yes, the ones that all got together and said they filled out a paper and they said I'm not going to pay my rent, and then the landlord flipped out and yes. posted on Reddit. Yes, yes, I yes. did. So there was a landlord that owns like 32 units, and they said, "Gang, I just got a, a letter signed by all 32 units that said they're not going to be paying rent on April 1st. What do I do? This and that." Um, even funnier, I saw a follow up in the comments where someone was like. Maybe you could withhold maintenance services and tell them they at least have to give you money to do maintenance on the building. They replied, the landlord replied and said, okay, I'm going to do that. Sounds like a good idea. They came back later and said, well, they responded that uh, three of the people that are tenants are construction workers and they can do any maintenance for free that needs to be done. <laughs> yeah, kings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these motherfuckers are going to get bailed out, you know? The the landlords and shit, they're probably going to cut them a check, I would imagine. And, uh, the, my, you know, you know how they are. They'll just keep it and still make you pay the goddamn rent, you know? Like, yeah. there's... I The thing I've been seeing most from landlords is, uh, I don't see why you don't dip into your savings. You're supposed to have an... It's some amount. I don't remember what the three amount. Three paychecks. Three paychecks and savings. So I don't think it's that. Three months pay. Yeah. Maybe. We, we just get paid monthly. Right. So it, it would be three paychecks. But three months pay. Right? No. Uh, and it's like, uh, yeah. I guess maybe we should have maybe thought about that. But maybe you should... You're the one with the expo disposable income, not us, you know? Well, no. Like, nobody has fucking savings. I hate to fucking break it to the world, but nobody has a fucking savings account. No, we didn't save this money. We bought cool clothes instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we went out to eat and had enjoyed our life. Yeah, we got a, we got a drip. And uh, we can't do that if we're paying fucking, if we're putting money in savings. That's like three months aside. Three bullshit. months, shit, man. Well, that's so much clothes I could have bought. And here's the other thing that comes from me from a total, I mean, this is just basic. This is me as a lone wolf, the way that I think about this stuff. If you are going to do, if you're going to take the risk of having your income rely on other people having money, that's the risk. That's an investment, right? It's like it's like me throwing a fit at the fucking casino because I didn't get my money back. I heard you guys pay out ninety eight percent, and I left with the, I left with no money. That's not fair. I should leave. I I bet a hundred dollars. I should leave with ninety eight dollars. It's like no, you you charge people for you charge people for rent. You put all of this on the line. That's your fucking. Your it, it fell apart. It yep, fell whoops. apart. This is what happened. Yeah, that's this, what I've said about credit about me all the time. It's like you fucking took the risk. Exactly. You give me credit. You <laughs> are responsible for when I don't pay for it. The college loan stuff is. I always think of the college debt thing in that way. It's like 
maybe you shouldn't have given me sixty thousand dollars. I haven't yeah. paid any of my uh, my other bills. Yeah. Why would I pay sixty thousand dollars? You know, <laughs> this is all fake money. This is all fucking. This money doesn't exist, you know? And even if I don't pay it, it's, it's fine for you. You're able to recycle it and claim it on your taxes and get going. Got another. There, I got another. Oh, the right. one more. Did you see the other guy that found out his, like, brother-in-law had 50 illegal Airbnbs? No. He was basically, they he did the math, and his brother told him, I've been renting apartments, cheap apartments in popular places, and then renting enough Airbnbs to um to pay for the pay for it plus bring in my money right arbitrage like the di just the difference between no idea what that means. The, i'm sorry the difference between the price of something versus what you can generate and just keeping the income okay um but now there's going to be like 50 fucking place he has no airbnbs now nobody is traveling no one is getting airbnbs so now there are 50 landlords that this one guy owes that are all going to find out there was like a, an illegal hotel running out of their rental awesome. Awesome. <laughs> which is great i mean i think that's good that's that's a that's a bright side like this this dog eat dog like economy that is hilarious that those people get fucked can you play that i mean we got time dude can you really can you play that airbnb guy that i sent you you sent me an Airbnb. Oh yeah, can I? I, I got another internal. Okay. I got it. Let me play this in. Let me read another internal message first, and okay. then we'll play the Airbnb guy. I like reading these internal messages because this is how they talk. I know. You know. Well, then they, and we're getting them. We're getting so it's many overload, of them, dude. And, and this it's is not overload. Keep sending. No, I mean it's just the amount is just so it's it's incredible because they have to make a statement on this stuff and they have to be they totally don't want to sound greedy and they're paying someone six figures a year to not sound like piece of shit assholes. Yeah. We are your WikiLeaks. Send us all of this stuff. We will keep you anonymous. I promise. These just came in my DMS at 1130. It's a uh, 1137. So this is a hot tip. This is a coffee uh, shop, a guy that owns a chain of coffee shops. Okay. So there it's not, it's a local chain, so there's probably like three or four of them or something like that. I, I don't know how many stores there are. Hello, all roasters people. This is Wes. I know there's a lot of fear out there, and it's getting pretty intense. Lots of worry and unknowns about the future and where things are going. Oh, well, it seems like you're very sensitive to yeah. what's happening. Thank you, you, you Wes. Got, you know what's going on. You're... You you understand my concerns. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Roasters was built in the midst of a crisis. Oh God! And this is no. We <laughs> Who is this old man? Is he talking about nine eleven? He's probably maybe ten. Let me let me Google. You know what we can do? Street Fight was built in a crisis too. Was it really? We came off of that Bear Stearns crash like two thousand nine, right? We we came from that economy, right? Well, the, yeah, the other shit. Street Fight Media LLC was born out of a crisis, and Jason, you have to drive here to do our fucking live streams because we don't know how to do computers anymore. Wow, this sucks. <laughs> I can't figure out where it's at because it's giving me the Columbus places. Uh, okay, but anyway. Uh, Roasters, was, uh, so we have done a lot of work to serve our communities. Now is the time to be the light in the midst of this darkness. Wow. Ooh, okay. Man. People need a hot cup of Java. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the fanciest coffee place in town is probably one line coffee. Okay. And, uh, they are staying open, but their the setup 
is amazing for it, this. They it, like went all out. Is that the one on high? Yes. On like short north? Yeah. Okay, that is the fanciest one. That's the best one. Because they I have went there all yesterday. of the chemistry shit going yeah. on behind them. I went there yesterday and I was like, I'm gonna just I'm just gonna come here every day to get my coffee now because What's the setup? They fucking put tables in the front of the store to close off the whole rest of the store and then they taped the floor six feet away from each other and then you're only allowed two people in the store at the same time and they only had two employees working and they have hand sandy right on the wall wow. i was like this place i i mean like places that are running like that jenny's ice cream who has done their own dance with <laughs> germs and shit. yeah they are not the best <laughs> um has in the short north at least has a yeah orange velvet rope right when you walk in the door and you basically got to yell across the room what you want and then they put it on a table and then you take it off the table <laughs> which places like that dude hey you know uh, if you're going to stay open, you need to like really take the real precautions. Yeah. And these are the real precautions. And I feel good about that. You know, I, it's the place, GameStop ain't fucking doing that. Yeah. You know, GameStop, you can't just walk in and yell, give me Animal Crossing. And then they throw it to you and then, you know, you pay with your phone or something like that. You know, um, I, I, I and, and like every place, Ooh. what? Uh, we've got some new people in the chat. Some people that have listened to us for years and are now finally seeing our faces for the oh, first time. Oh, hi. Okay, also, here we go. Uh, Frilly Clip Flicker's back. Oh, hi, Frilly Clip Flicker. <laughs> uh, we will begin to go out all out on marketing, deals, promos, spread hope, share love, and serve the community the best possible way we can. We will begin to push massive traffic to all locations for the rest of the month. There are lots of people losing out on paychecks, living in fear, and unable to see the light at the end of the tunnel. This is our opportunity to be a light to this community. Oh, God. Uh, I, want all stores, I want all stores staffed fully. Make sure you're healthy, full of energy, and ready to go all in. Mm -hmm. We are in a very peculiar spot, and I can't let this opportunity pass us up without taking massive action. And I want all of you to know, I will not allow this company to suffer and any of you to lose out on the needed income to survive. We were made for times like this. Please prep yourselves. Work together with great energy. I got to go to the next screenshot. Um, it's time to bring clarity and hope to the confusion and fear. Do not let our, your hearts be troubled. We will prevail. And after this is over... Roasters will be the hero business to the community. More details to come. Get ready. Rack so, on, dude. I can't so that's, wait. I'm I'm the doing... first, that's only the first message. Give me a medal. We need to give medals <laughs> to these people. It's a good speech. That one is That like, was got me ready to serve coffee. There wasn't anything in there that indicated that they weren't gonna like not allow I think it the as a matter of fact, there wasn't anything indicated in there that they were going to take any special steps, any precautions. No. You know, like like one line. Sure. Or, or places like that. It really did sound like they were like, let's, just, let's pack this place out. Let's just, let's fucking do it. We're going to be let's, the only fucking place, dude. Let's make this the best month we've ever had. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's message number two. 
Hello all, Wes here again. Ah, oh, Wes is wanna... back. Yeah. It's uh... me. I'm talking with my... I'm going to say my first name so that you feel like it's feel like you know me. If you are uncomfortable to work, you don't have you are not required to. You do not have to. Please okay. let your manager know and you can have the next 2 weeks to the next month off if you choose. Okay. Your job will still be here once we get back to normal, maybe not the same position, but a job Hmm. more than likely but a job more than likely wow <laughs> that the, is that changed unless the i was one of your brave troops on the front line <laughs> of fighting coronavirus giving people the hot cup of joe that they needed <laughs> and now you're telling me that i can't get my job back my experience doesn't matter so he says, unless the economy collapses completely, you may not have a spot. That's just the truth. Oh, shit. We need to know as soon as possible so we can accommodate your spot on the scheduling and close some locations if that's the case. Here's message number three. Uh, we will remain open as much as possible and not fall victim to this problem. When the shelter-in-place order goes into effect, all drive-throughs and takeouts will still be allowed to operate, and we do not want sick or fearful workers in our shop at any point. If you can help it, we need positivity, hope, and love in these times of fear and anxiety. It's it's our only option. Otherwise, we join the masses in their hysterica, hysteria, and it will cripple us as it will them. We are here to serve the community, even the midst of even in the midst of fear, death, or war. Those of you that are willing to step up, please do. This is your time to shine. Onward. Whoa. <laughs> what a guy. That was the speech. That was the uh internal. Let me send you all and get you in the slack and uh we'll give you a little speechy there. And uh it's very weird. Like why? Why do that now? Like, why do the... I understand doing... It's not inspirational speech, go back to work time yet. No. It is not time for you to stand in front of the masses and declare that you're going to be of service to the community, which is like, okay. I mean, people know how to make coffee. <laughs> people don't, you're not essential. Your $4 coffees are yeah. not essential. You know, I can go get, I can make a $4 coffee at home. Right. You know? Uh, I, I think it, the coded language though, is that, uh, yeah, you're allowed to have time off. We care about that, but we're looking for, we're looking for Spartans to fight with us on the front lines. And those of you that make it through coronavirus are going to be the leaders for the future. Hey, if you take oh the time God. off, if they take the time off, I mean, we can't guarantee your job's going to be back here <laughs> or that anything really is going to go on. We have to make sure we have more room for our Spartans that are on the front line, you know. <laughs> the leader, you got to send it to me on Facebook. I can't play audio from my phone on the uh oh did i send it from my phone you sent it you must have sent it on the phone because it's not or did you put it in a street fight messaging no this i just think i just tweeted it to you i'll get it to you it won't take okay it. yeah yeah, it yeah. just put it in the uh just message There's me so many of them on the application i want to hear this the facebook guy. application yeah you're gonna love it i think you're gonna <clears> be DM really... it on twitter too i don't really care i can i can give some people a little bit of shocktober news we'll be back in three weeks but for one show i don't know how easily i can make fun of opie now because uh cheesecake factory has announced that they're not paying rent on april 1st okay they made this big announcement hey we can i mean we can't pay the fucking rent yeah we're not paying it 
You know, we're month to month. We're, we're yeah, we're month to month right now. And uh, when they made that announcement, they said, uh, or uh, Opie retweeted it and said they should give all the money they were going to pay for rent to the workers. And I was like, how the fuck am I supposed to go on and make fun of you? That was like 90% of the plan I had. For yeah, that was your job. tweet. He stole your tweet. <laughs> I know. 90% of my plan for the next October was OP stuff. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sucks. I'll still make fun of him. I bet. I bet. And I have Bubba to really go in on because he's being a real piece of shit. You know? We're also doing the Holy Boys soon. And uh, I watched a Benny Hinn clip. Four weeks. We're doing, we're recording it soon, but it starts in four weeks. I saw a Benny Hinn clip about Corona, a recent one. Touch the screen? Is he the touch? No, that's another one of he's our all, No, he's touch everybody. He's, he's, he is laughing it off. He thinks that shit is hilarious. Benny Hinn. I can't it's wait really to talk good. about Benny Hinn. He's fucking, he's one of the greats. We're going to do sure. it soon. I'm glad you're watching stuff. All right, here we go. Uh. This is a tweet that Brett sent me from somebody named Weaboo. And oh, no. uh what? That's the name. Okay. I gotta give credit to the I original like poster. Yeah. You know, here we go. This message Thank is you. for Brian Chesky of Airbnb. <laughs> we are your loyal hosts and most devoted supporters. Well, that is we used to be. Now with fire boiling through our veins. We are collectively outraged. Is this real? We thought you cared until you stabbed us in the back and left us to die. You give us the illusion of stability, then you tear it from our bleeding hands when we what? need it most. <laughs> what is this guy doing? You let us choose a cancellation policy, then you override it on your whim like a sadistic tyrant. Mm. Maybe you're good at big numbers, engineering the perfect algorithm. Designing the perfect culture, building systems at gravity-defying scale. But you greedy, selfish, arrogant, flippant, wishy-washy, backstabbing bastard. You would not have an empire without us. <laughs> it's our homes on your platform. It's our face on millions of listings. It's our soul that brings the magic. This guy's giving a roaster speech. They love. It's our coffee they drink each morning. It's our Shitty place coffee. that makes you money. You may have started this company, but we helped you build it. Wow. As you really. sit in your fancy office your dreaming up your next dude. billion, we are the legion that make it possible. We are we legion. We are the fuel that powers your machine. Oh, this we guy's a fucking We are the ones standing geek. in line for five hours to buy toilet paper so what few guests we have left can clean their ass before they cancel penalty free. Get a bidet. You are nothing without us. We are not numbers. We are not data. What is he mad about? We are people. Bleeding out with your evil, unethical, and immoral extenuating circumstances policy. What is he mad about? Can I, I maybe the tweet has info on it. He's, uh, he got, he just, uh, he, there's everybody canceled on him and he's, he can't get his money. And he, he is mad because they waived they sh the cancellation fees. And he should have got cancellation fees. I, they fucking deserve it. Airbnbs are the shitty. Like, I would love to talk to every, I would love after this pandemic to get every Airbnb owner in a room and yell at them and tell them all their houses suck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. it 
It's the same for me. Sometimes you find a you find a cherry 1986 Camaro in a garage, right? And you take it home and you're like, I'm going to fix this thing back up, right? I'm going to I'm going to make it ready to go. Yeah. You, you never do the project, right? And 10 years later, it's a rusted bucket piece of shit. And it was once worth so much money and now it's worth nothing. And you lost money on your investment. That's how they go. That's how they go. Yeah. There's if, no, no one is required to give you money to stay at your fucking place. It's a yeah. gamble. Every time it is a gamble. gamble. Every Having time an Airbnb is a gamble. And this like the owners that already, this is for people that have, like you said, too much extra money anyways. Mm -hmm. This is not for, Airbnb is not for somebody that's like essential employees. It's not like an essential employee also has a fucking Airbnb they're relying on for income. I mean, an Airbnb is essentially a dollhouse. For like an upper class person. It is. It's like, oh, let's make the house. Let's show everybody our taste. Yeah, let's have 16 selected records, you know, that, that will uh, are refined and, and add like uh, some elegance to this place. Meanwhile, let's have you, fucking concrete floors and exposed fucking ceilings or whatever it is. Meanwhile, you fucking open a refrigerator and they got two bottled waters and a fucking diet squirt in there. And they went and to a coconut LaCroix. <laughs> and they went to Costco and got the cheapest fucking uh, trail mix. The ones that's just M&Ms and peanuts and raisins. Yeah. They got little bags of that. Hotels, I bags mean, of better. pop. I love when they lay out uh, microwave popcorn for you. Like, yeah, enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put out the Orville Redenbacher for you. They fucking the actually, ones that like control, Magic Time. It's not even name brand popcorn. The ones that control the thermostat are the fucking worst, man. It's like, hey, I decide. Yeah, I'm staying here. I make that decision. I hate Airbnb. Fucking eleven o'clock checkout time. Sometimes ten. I had a I had an interesting interaction with a horrible boss this week. Oh really? So we, you don't even have a boss. We did a food not bombs pickup, and we went to a place. Um, someone that got fired from this restaurant contacted me and said, "Hey, we have a whole walk-in full of stuff that we need to. We want to donate." Um, no other food banks in town. There's no charity organizations that are taking it right now. Can food not bombs take it? And I said, absolutely. So we go over there to, uh, to unload it. And as I'm talking to the people, they're telling me stories. So the GM of this, this restaurant that's still employed mm -hmm. while they're firing them, they, they turn their computer around to show them like the, I don't know the the circumstances of their firing or something, some mm -hmm. sort of data on the computer, but you can see um, because there's a projector, there's another monitor. You can see on the second monitor that they were shopping for Wayfair items, like yeah. they were shop, they were firing, so they were firing, firing somebody. them, and also looking for a new like dinette set. And you, how did you see it? I didn't see it. This is the this is what the employees of the restaurant that I was unloading were telling me. Oh, Jesus. And this God. manager also said, "I have two houses right now. How do you think how worried do you think I am? I have to pay two mortgages." Did you say I don't give a fuck? They didn't say that ass? to me. This is what the employees oh, were right. this yeah, is yeah, relay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. All right. And and the, but have... the last one. Sorry. There's more. Oh. As we were loading up the food to take it, uh they were shopping. They went through the boxes that were going to Food Not Bombs and were like, oh, I need some orange juice and some onions and grabbed a bag and started loading a bag of Food Not Bombs donations to take home. The two house ass manager was? The two house ass Patagonia wearing manager that was shopping on Wayfair took 
took a bag of groceries from Food Not Bombs. Oh my god. <laughs> Go buy your own fucking groceries. You still got the job, yeah. We're all buying the fucking groceries. God, I'm spending... It's making me melt down when I go buy groceries now because I know I can't go to the store for another seven days. Yeah. So the food bill, it, it seems higher. It's it's really showing me what kind of money I spend. Put it like that. Like yeah. It is like, holy shit, man. My food bill is like $500 a, every two weeks or something like Damn. that. Yeah, I just buy so much, dude. Yeah. Well, I am buying more now, and and I'm in a more comfortable spot financially, so sure. I can buy some of the things I like, my ruby red grapefruits and stuff. So, and those are ten bucks, and I bought some medicines and shit. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm actually kind of saving money on the food. We were doing a lot of wasteful spending, and yeah. and uh, I feel now I've I'm just eating all the stuff that's in the cupboard and being way more thoughtful and paying attention to like when things expire a lot more. Oh, I'm going to tell you something. When this thing ends, no more daily store trips ever again. Really? We're done with that. Why? Because I learned that I cannot. Yeah. Like, I didn't think I ever could. I never thought that it was possible to do. Like, I didn't think it was within my skill set to buy it all the right stuff and not have to go to the store for multiple days. Yeah. But now I'm doing it and I did it. And the first trip got me over a week. And then in, this trip should get me over an, at least a week, week and a half. And it's like, I didn't fucking know I could do that. Like, yeah. I didn't know that. It's not that I thought I was stupid. It was just like. <laughs> I don't know what assume that. Yeah, but no, but it, it is like, I did think that like, I didn't have a planning ability mm. at all, which my life sort of bears that out with with you doing all my business planning and Katie doing all my life. Pl- like I have two people that plan a lot of shit for me. I mean, I, I do independent work stuff on my own, but when it comes to like the business stuff, yeah. you know, you, you handle that stuff for me. So like that has actually g- given me like a little boost of confidence that I was just like, oh my God, like I can do this. Yeah. This is not out of my uh, skill set. I could, and I, I'm going to. I'm going to be like, no, we're not going to the store tonight because we have food at home. Yeah, we have three to five dishes that we can make. I mean, yeah, that was like when we went on. I mean, I'm just, I'm at the point where, you know, when we went on the quarantine first, I was like, my people were freaking out running the grocery store, but I do keep enough on hand, even with dry goods and frozen stuff where. Like I can chill for a while, um, but I'm glad that you've seen the light. Yeah, and we'll I think I learned because one... I I had a bag of onions. I didn't have one. I have onion. one now. <laughs> I had a bag, I have a bag of, onions. of motherfucking onions. I have a bag dude. of potatoes all the time. Bag of potatoes. You know, I did do some irresponsible buying though. I bought. Uh, we were gonna have. We had biscuits and gravy for dinner tonight, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was yummy. And uh, but it was Bob Evans gravy. That shit's like a dollar, but it's still good. Okay, if you like it, you know. And uh, uh, so we had biscuits and gravy for dinner tonight, and I bought the biscuits already made in the bakery area. They were fucking delicious, but I felt sort of bad because I know how to make. I make very good buttermilk biscuits on my own. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But it would be. It was cheaper to buy them for two ninety nine than it was to. Yeah, the buttermilk was going to be a dollar. Yeah, we're not ma- we're not to have to make them at home territory yet, so you might as well get the the ones while you can. 
Yeah, I feel good. I do. Thank you. I'm glad you reminded me of that because I have been feeling so good about that. That's been something that was like, I, I, I feel like I'm learning some things in this situation. And like, I mean, if, if I can learn how to be a person that doesn't go to the store every day and a person who keeps up, well, I've been obsessively well, keeping up with laundry too. Yeah. Like now yeah. that I don't, but I don't have to go to the laundromat. Right. But I've, I've been cleaning all the clothes every day. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to say, I do. I, I guess I would say um, for me, even uh, I've mentioned this, but my depression has, has really, as I've seen what other people are going through, it's very easy now because I listen to like, I, I listen, I will listen and to like um, mental health podcasts where people talk about like childhoods that are absolutely horrific or, I'll watch documentaries about the worst possible life you could ever have and read books about, you know, prison from prisoners, things like that. I, I really like, I have to get dark, grim misery stuff sometimes to get me out of my hole. Um, but I really haven't felt any need to be like that right now. I, I think it is a moment of clarity. Uh, of course it's a man, it, it's a very uncertain moment, but I think that it also, kind of pushes us into a situation where we have to decide like what is like what is important is my anxiety that fucking important right now you know uh what what's what can i do with this time to make it better because you know whether or not the outcome is grim i mean you got to keep pushing forward you got to still have seeds in the ground you got to see we got to still plan for the summer you know uh and it's uh that is you know, where I've been trying to stay with my own, like, personal, you know, yeah. headspace. I mean, I'm spending more time with my family, too, which is really nice. Because, you know, I generally go walk all day, come home, they're work. You know what I mean? Like, they get home from work, they're fucking working school, they're fucking tired. Yeah. And, you know, we just don't get a lot of time. And, you know, me and you... Wednesday nights we have that, but uh, how is school going? How is Gwen doing school? I mean, high school is serious. My, we haven't heard, you haven't heard yet. No, they said we expect to have you back on March thirtieth, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, my, but that's what they're holding out for. So I think they're waiting to cancel. Yeah, which is, I mean, look in the neighborhood I live in. You're, they're not going to get away with bringing people back to school on March 6th. It, it, yeah. Just people are, or March 30th. People will flip out. Yeah. Yeah. And the people have power in my neighborhood because it's a school district that is, that like all the kids go to the same school and, you know, the parents are influential to the school. I, like in other places, I don't know what they're going to do, but I, I think they'll cancel it by Friday probably but yeah he sent an email to the kids the the principal sent an email to the kids that said i expect to see you guys on march 30th and it's like okay dude yeah i don't know like what utility that had that message had but let's uh let's go classic street fight and uh let's get a drink real quick i'll tell you what you go get a drink and i'll talk and well i can't set it up if you go get how about we uh, we can't mark the time. Uh, I'll talk to the listeners. I'll go to the chat. Uh, so how's everybody doing? I guess I'm being like really uh, happier now. So that makes me kind of happy. Uh, I'm looking at my YouTube 
suggestions and holy shit uh it sucks <laughs> brett's back um so here's what we're gonna do uh this came out earlier in the week and this is just one of them we have two of them this show might go a little long i think we're an hour in yeah we're we're a little over an hour in but i want to get both of these videos in brett we're gonna go after micro okay uh you got your headphones in uh okay so the the apolitical nonpartisan micro uh showed up on prager you which is not nonpartisan at yeah. all prager you for someone that's, oh, everybody that everybody that doesn't know i think there are some people that may need some clarity they are that's true they're on college campuses or are they there? I think it's Dennis Prager uh may who is a conservative Christian guy I yeah. think uh it's it's like they're saying this is they're supposed to be informative political videos with the right, extreme right wing bent yeah extreme right wing is the is the way to say it because he says he's apolitical Mike Rowe right here's Mike Rowe Prager uh, is yeah is very bad let me I'll look him up before we start shit talking him I mean, I guess I, I've seen. Yeah, he's I have a seen. radio host. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, uh, Dennis Prager is an American conservative talk radio show host and writer. Uh, he his views generally align with social conservatism. He founded PragerU, an American nonprofit organization that creates videos on various political, economic, and philosophical topics from a conservative perspective. Yeah, it says uh, PragerU is not an accredited academic institution and does not offer certifications or diplomas, but it is a place where you are free to learn. It is. That's what Mike Rowe's here for. And Mike Rowe is going to teach us something. Let's hear it. Time to learn. By the way, Brett, before you tell me to full screen this, they can't see it on the stream. That's true. This is just going to let you know. Okay. I mean, unless you want to see I realized that after I said it. Yeah, I was like, what? But here we go. We need to put it, we need to add it to the stream. Well, yeah, I don't know. Here we go. Consider the reality of the current job market. Right now, millions of people with degrees and diplomas are out there competing for a relatively narrow set of opportunities that polite society calls good careers. Mike, this is tone deaf. Like everybody's out of work at this point. And a lot of people would just take anything. And secondly, even people who graduate from college, I've never met somebody who graduated from college that said, uh, I shan't. I, most people I've met when they get out and once the loan payments become due are pretty much willing to do anything that will get them paid enough to pay rent and pay for their fucking loan payments. This idea that like somebody goes to school, they major in English, uh, they graduate with an English degree and then don't wanna do a job unless it's in their field is bullshit. Because most people that have a degree are not working in their field, you know? The degree is necessary to get a lot of jobs that pay enough money to live the life that you're supposed to be able to live at some point, right? Agreed. Um, my, uh, the title of this video is Don't Follow Your Passion. And I, my wife actually had this 
circumstance happened where she was in a smaller, she was in a college where there was, you know, I don't know, a couple dozen people that were in her, in her field or class or specialty, whatever it's called in, in college world. And, um, not almost none of them are doing the job that they, they went to college for. No, but that doesn't mean they failed. Yeah. It doesn't mean they fucking failed. Yeah. It means they diligently learned a lot of stuff and got a lot of skills. And I think, I I think a lot of people do need to go through that, those circumstances to find who they are, or what they're going to be, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not a waste of fucking time. It's definitely not a waste of time. You learn a lot about yourself when you go through college and uh, you should be allowed to learn what you're passionate about. I'll let, I can fucking learn plumbing if I need to be a yeah, plumber, if I have to, you know, but like, I don't, this idea that the arts, that, that the liberal arts are these like wasteful college degrees is so stupid. I learned so much and I'm not a sociologist now, but I do a fucking, I, I, I apply the things I learned when I went to school for sociology to my current job now. Yeah. You know, I, I use that stuff. Uh, and, and, like uh that probably means i'm not the only person that's done that and there are probably a lot of people that got degrees that mike rowe thinks are worthless that are using the skills that they learned getting that degree to make the job better for themselves and maybe work better you know yeah like he's lying when he says that sociology people get sociology degrees and they just don't want to get a job until it's sociologist, you know, that's dumb that nobody, nobody thinks like that. No, you know, we're all pretty real. I, I think when it comes to work, people are pretty realistic and optimistic. But what happens is work beats that out of them. Yeah. Once the work starts, that's where the problems come. <laughs> and let me just go ahead and cut right through this fucking thing and say it's 2020 right now. Back in the year of fucking 2000, back in the years of fucking 1990, every micro motherfucker out there was saying, you better go to college. That's the only way you're going to get anything that you want in this world. Yeah. College was... That. Even from these fucking people. Yeah. No working class person in the 1990s was telling their kid that college was a waste of time mm. and for and for babies. Working class people were telling their kids to go to they college them so that than, they didn't have to do the jobs that more than anything. they were doing. Yep. My parents never actually fomented the type of <clears throat> uh, environment to get me into college, but they desperately just wanted me to go to college more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And now I don't think I don't know if they would agree with that. I think they might deny. I think they might say, you know, I think they might might disagree. Yeah. Here here's the rest of the um, probably the rest. Now, meanwhile, employers are struggling to fill nearly 5.8 million jobs. This is such that a nobody's trained thing. to do. So bullshit. This is the skills gap. Then why don't they fucking it's train real. them? And its cause is actually very simple. When people follow their passion, hmm. They miss out on all kinds of opportunities they didn't even know existed. Oh my god. So that's bullshit. <clears throat> that's bullshit. What is this? Let's actually let's check the video out. Because that was part of that uh, Prager you. We can play the whole video if so it's saying, not forever. These you know what, Brian? 
I wish I need to work on my I always say I need to work on my micro. I really have to, to do it. Brian, these kids these days, they just want to be SoundCloud rappers. That's all it is. We have uh, hundreds and thousands of teens trying to be SoundCloud rappers. They won't sign up to work in a steel foundry. And yeah. that's why we had to send it overseas. It's bullshit. Like there's no the fucking possible way in in the there's no possible way in the world that we could like uh teach these people to do the jobs that they need the positions for like these 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 5.8 million jobs that these employers are trying to give away uh the employers just want to give them away but they can't train anybody on how to do them they would never do such a thing right it's like uh okay right then what am i supposed to do go to college to learn it I mean, Mike, what am I supposed to do, right? <clears throat> yeah. How else do I learn that? Ah, shit. I just... Yeah, I, I, I can't... Ah. Oh, God. You accidentally opened a video from PragerU called The Woman That Saved Great hand. Britain. I can only that was imagine what Thomas who's horrible that about. Is happening right now. I what we're going to do to get rid of that. Don't follow your passion. That's what Mike Rose says. Work in a ditch for $14 an hour. <laughs> Brett, you know what I think you need to see? It, here's the thing. You go to college, right? You're going to be paying $6 an hour just to go to college. You might as well work for $11 an hour instead of getting paid $18 an hour. right? Yeah, you're almost dumb to go to college instead of like, oh man, this video is fucking gone. They don't uh, have the don't follow your passion video anymore. Yeah, but I have to go through the Prager U videos to find it. And I, I mean, don't this want is honestly one of his, his favorite talking points. Yeah, we've heard this one. So let's hear the new one. He uh, loves, um, he goes on Fox News all the time. Well, he was on there this week too. He's on his worst behavior this week. This so, is their uh, time to shine. This is really when they want to show how strong and tough they are and how much they don't give a shit about anybody else but themselves, right? Yep. I got it. I'll have it. You're up probably there in a thinking, how am I going to pay my rent this week? Why didn't you first think, how can I get a new job? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, it's your fault, you fucking dummy. All right. Let's do, uh, let's do this, man. Mike Rowe on, I believe, Fox and Friends. We're going to do the whole fucking thing here. Uh, I don't know how long it is, so I don't know what the whole thing is, but here we go. Buffering. Um, yeah, of course, it's Fox News. You gotta get commercial. Yeah. It's, don't tell them what it's for because they aren't gonna say the words out loud. Oh, it's a fucking luxury sedan that's actually a truck. It's like a luxury sedan that gets 10 miles to the gallon. Can you Oh, I Mike want one of those. He's the author of The Way I Heard Eight It. Minutes. Good morning to you, Mike. Yikes. Hello, guys. How's it going? Hello. So I know this you have a, a message there. for those out there, those first responders, doctors, nurses, those that are on the front lines fighting coronavirus. Yeah, it's short, it's sweet, it's thanks. I honestly, I honestly don't know what else to say that, that hasn't been said, which is weird for me because I host a show called Returning the Favor whose entire purpose is to figure out new and exciting ways to say thanks on television. And uh -oh. um, okay. obviously we're, we're in a crazy new world now and I'm trying to figure out what that show looks like in this new order, but but As a content creator. You know, yeah. what else can you say to the health care That's the thing. Being a content creator, this is pretty easy. Uh, we're yeah. washing gratitude. 
we owe you one. There are no words. And, and when you're this tongue-tied, what else can you do except say thank you very, very much? So, uh, so question, Brett. Do you think, knowing what we know about Micro, he is talking about grocery store workers, uh, fast food workers, Lyft drivers, drivers, I said Lyft drivers, Uber drivers, uh, Amazon workers. Do you think he's talking about any of those people? No, healthcare, probably, right? That's, he, I, I anybody was, but those people because he treats those people as though they're shit. Yeah. You know, he treats those, he thinks about those people that like they are the losers. They lost. They could have fucking learned how to do plumbing. Right. And they would be fucking rich right now with they, one of the 5.8 million extra jobs out there. One of the things they should have done before they chose the job of stocking shelves at the grocery store is consider there could be a global pandemic that would put them at risk for only $9 an hour. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's his, that's his um, methodology. Like he is, again, this guy is the voice. A lot of working class people see this guy as their voice. And even a lot of like middle class types see this guy. Actually, that's probably the, the the thing that's truer is that upper class people see this guy as the voice of the working people. It's not working class people thinks he's like a charming guy and he did all the he stood in shit. Yeah. A few times, you know? Yeah. I mean he he's probably he's somebody that gave them camera time. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, here's more. Mike, you are, and you do, and you, your show does that, and these healthcare workers are going to need more because this is not going away. And a lot of them coming out of retirement to help out, which is staggering. A lot of them testing positive, which is stunning, but almost expected. And they're going to need some help real quick, just material to be able to do their job. But I got to ask you, too, about corporate America. From what we see so far, we see pledges to help out. When General uh, Motors says we're going to convert our plants, when Tesla says we're going to convert our plants, uh, when 3M is a little late but says I'm going to get some masks to you, how? <laughs> 3M, thank you. And 3M said I'm going to get some masks to you. Yeah. <laughs> this, the, we're getting the pro-capitalism skinny here. This yeah. is like hiding in my father-in-law's closet in his room and watching him jack off to Fox News. Like, it's like a pervert. Like, I, I think I have this picture in my mind of, like, my dream of, like, hiding in a closet with the slatted doors watching some fucking conservative watch their TV and be like, yeah, yeah, get them, yeah. get them. Don't fucking talk about, yeah. That's yeah. right, that's right. <laughs> they, get, they get startled and their plate of chips falls off their belly. <laughs> My father-in-law spills a little bit of his cup of Fireball. Yeah, yeah. Not allowed to drink Fireball anymore, but he was, for a very long time, only drinking Fireball. Um, Out of a large cup, too. Like, he would get, like, a cup this big and, like, sip the Fireball all day. Loved that shit. He was like, it's healthier than beer. You know, it's... <laughs> I guess. Doctor had to tell him, like, there's a lot of sugar in that Fireball. If you're drinking a bottle a day, that's... Yeah, that adds a up. lot. That adds yeah, up. that all adds up. Uh, God, I'm curious about what he's thinking because he is—he was recently sick <sighs> okay. with pneumonia, 
So he is immunocompromised for this sort of thing. But he also lives out in the middle of nowhere and never leaves his house. So he's not really an at-risk person. Yeah. So he's probably sitting there talking shit about everybody that gets it and is saying we need to stay in and quarantine. Makes sense. I think that's, I can see that. God, I hate him. I hate them all. Important is it for corporate America to step up, but ethically not gouge and produce. Can you it's pause that? Critical, but you know what? Obviously, I forgot what he's what we left off there. He said 3M's going to throw us some mass. Ford and Chevy, they're going to convert. They're talking about them like they're fucking people, like they're doing us a favor, and like there isn't a bunch of us that are actually the ones who are going to be doing all of it. I know the people. <laughs> 3M's going to throw 3M. us some masks. 3M. The is... employees at 3M are going to make a bunch of masks. Yeah. And then you're going to give them away. It's not the CEO or the board at 3M that's made the decision to get everybody masks. You know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, weird. it's a shitty time. Such a good point. I, I rewound a little bit. All right. Going to step up, but ethically, not gouge and produce. It's critical. But you know what? Obviously, this is not a... It shouldn't be a political thing. And I don't want to make it a political mm. thing, mm. but. It is a political thing. Everything's a political thing. You're on Fox fucking news right now. <laughs> yeah, this is a very this political. Is, yeah, this and, and coronavirus response and all of that stuff are extremely fucking. This is like as politically charged as possible. This is where we're seeing what the federal government and what the capitalists are made of we're seeing what like rich people but we're seeing like what a jeff bezos is is worth to us at this point right. we're seeing so many fucking things that it's like when facebook just gave seventy five thousand masks that they had at their place they were like oh yeah we we did have these masks at Facebook, when give them to some healthcare workers, right. and it's like, why? The, and then you're hearing also that like people are wearing trash bags, to the some of the some of the doctors are having to wear trash bags to work on people and shit. So this is a total failure of what they believe to be the market and capitalism. Yeah, I hear. Agreed. Obviously, this is not a. It shouldn't be a political thing. It and is. I don't want to make it a political thing. But you're an idiot. My answer to your question in, in general terms is this virus, we're going to see what capitalism is really all about. When we have these big conversations about the direction the country is headed and what direction the country ought to be headed, this is a chance, unlike anything I've ever seen, for corporate America to step up and do what the government simply can't do. Obviously, the government has a primary role in this but I don't think they can do it alone. And I'm actually really- It's good to see us taking capitalism for a little spin, you know? We're going yeah. mudding in capitalism right now, yeah, you we, know? Before, I mean, we were just doing regular stuff, providing for everybody, you know? There was <laughs> abundance for all. We had achieved post-racial equality. <laughs> Now we kind of get to do a little stress test. Yeah, it's fucking time, man. It's fucking time. We're finally, we're out here and capitalism is doing so fucking great at handling this thing. Terrible. 
Like, we're in a terrible situation. If capitalism fucking worked, we'd all be getting tested. Yeah. We're not getting, we can't even get a fucking test. <laughs> I'm going to go back. Time to open her up. Yeah, let's open up capitalism. I'm, I'm going to take capitalism on a race with socialism I mean, and see who could win right now. We just read how many responses from Pizza Hut and Domino's and all the, million, all the other places. And they've only showed themselves to just be the greediest motherfuckers ever, even though they're the most comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, we have more reason to be concerned than they ever will. Yep. Those big companies can get whatever they want. Jeff Bezos asking people at Whole Foods to donate their sick time to other workers. Yes. That's capitalism. That, let me do it. That's a capitalism. <laughs> oh my God. You know, sometimes you just got to say it, you know. No, it's right. The people. But right here we mind. go. Simply can't do. Obviously, the government has a primary role in this, but I don't think like, they can do it yeah. alone. And I'm actually really heartened. You know, 3M and, and Roush and General Motors and a lot of these smaller companies, too, who have completely retooled and retrofitted. You know, I'm looking at these distilleries who are now making hand sanitizer. It's big and it's small, it's micro, it's macro. It's everybody doing what they can in a way that I think could ultimately make about the most compelling case for capitalism that we've seen in our lifetime. Look now, at South that, Korean Vietnam <laughs> instead. <laughs> look at that, look at those numbers. Yeah, China. Yeah, there's other places actually. I think, but it's early. It's early in this still. They are fucking us so bad. Capitalism is so bad right now. People can't even fucking get toilet paper or hand sani at any of the stores. You know, none of the delivery apps can deliver the stuff within the time frame and also the delivery apps mean that workers are being exploited at a higher level than ever before yeah and this guy he fucking he acts like he's out there he's the voice of the fucking working man but he is the voice of the board of directors he is sitting he's a guy that puts on a fucking denim shirt and fucking dances for ceos of multi-billion dollar companies what a piece of fucking shit we're not even done with this and i'm mad you know the guy think capitalism's doing great you know we don't have any of the stuff that we need and uh we can't test people and uh health is fucked because we don't have enough stuff to do stuff because we don't have a system in place at all we have a bunch of little fucking systems yeah it's fucking great that companies have decided to retrofit to make ventilators and to retrofit to make uh gas mat or masks but socialism could fucking do that too and do it uh, uh, socialism or communism could do that in a way where nobody's getting fucked or exploited or any of that stuff and we could have done it on a fucking dime you know we could have we didn't have to convince 3m to yeah. make new shit we didn't have to convince all these people to make thing make ventilators and stuff like that this is like such a failure of capitalism that like it feels like we live in a failed state 
right now. We're handling I mean, this so much worse than China, South Korea, Vietnam, uh, maybe not Italy, uh, but there's a few, we are not handling this well. Yeah. This is, f and now we're talking about putting everybody back out there and just letting them get it and letting a bunch of people fucking die. And this is like him saying, capitalism, it's great, it's working, it's wonderful. I love this thing. This fucking guy. Here's more. Uh, too, Brian, I, I'm, I'm also fascinated by this, uh, this notion of essential jobs. We Me don't too. know what essential jobs mean Here right now in this moment in time because we're crystallized and we're focused and we okay. understand we go. just how needy we are. But it'll be interesting to see how that definition evolves over the coming weeks and months. For instance, if, you're, if your toilet won't stop running or if your faucet won't stop running, you know, are the plumbers available? You know, fucking plumbers. This fucking guy with the plumbers, dude. And... Uh, I'm sure there are plumbers listening to this show and being paid exploitative wages to do plumbing, you know, unless you're in a union, you're probably not making shit, you know? An essential job to my way of thinking has always been a person who does a thing that you can't do. And the more we're isolated and the more we have to rely on our ourselves and our, and our families to take care of the, yep the stuff in the house, right? We're gonna have a whole different right. conversation about what essential means and what essential is, I think. But why did he go? Because he why doesn't would... respect them. Yeah. He doesn't respect service workers. He looks at them as shit people... is what he does. Yeah, I mean, I hate doing toilet stuff all the time, but he took it there uh, in that, I mean, He's he's essentially just saying, uh, is the government going to say you're not allowed to have someone come to your house and fix your toilet, right? Like, how crazy are we going to get? Are we going to say plumbers aren't essential? No, yeah. I don't think we will. Then fucking nobody's saying that. I don't think you know? we will. I think flowing water is something that we're going to keep worrying about. That's something we're going to keep, keep <laughs> happening. And plumbers are essential. He's not even giving the respect to the service workers right. to dignify them by saying that they are essential. Right. The right person now. that works the Raisin Cane's drive-through is essential right now. The person that runs the, the person that has to come into work and stock the shelves at the grocery store for them all to be empty in two hours is essential. Essential. Yes. Absolutely. And in New York State, where, you know, New York is pretty much on lockdown, uh, those are essential jobs. You know, the plumbers, the electricians, the people God. who keep the oh. houses going. But, Mike, you know, when, when you saluted the first responders and the, and the people who are tending to the sick people, you know, uh, at the same time, because we are all stuck in our houses a lot of the day, except to go out and walk around and commiserate with the neighbors from about 10 feet apart, you know, the grocery stores still have plenty of things on the shelves. And what it's, is this? a lot this of it has great. to do with the supply chain. And it's the people no. who drive the trucks and yes. stock the warehouses. And they get up every morning and they are doing their jobs. And that they're the people who are making this uh, self-isolation much more uh, livable because we don't have to worry about running out of soup. They do not give a fuck about 
the people that are actually on the front lines of this thing. They do not give a fuck about cashiers. They can't even bring themselves to say cashiers. They can't even bring themselves to say baggers, people who go out and get the carts and bring them back. Uh, real people that are really on the front lines of this thing, you know? Like they can't even bring, uh, oh, it's the truck drivers and it's the, the it's the supply chain. But it, it's, yeah. the, it's the uh, illegal uh, labor that we exploit that's picking all of the produce. Yeah. That keeps it flowing. Yeah. But why the fuck? Can't they get enough? If the supply chain's so good, then why the fuck is there no toilet paper? Why can't I get bread? If the if the supply chain's working, I think that's people's problem. <laughs> that is true. Why are you buying all the toilet? The orders are Cut the fucking toilet awful. paper out. Yeah. God damn, you got enough. You know, people are running out of toilet. I was on next. I saw on next door yesterday. Can does anybody got any toilet paper they want? Oh, to people sell are me? running out. I'll throw them some money. Yeah. Well, yeah. But yes, not sir. because of any natural running out of toilet paper. They just fucking, for some reason, it's Charmin did this, right? Charmin was like, hey, I'm going to be stuck in a house for a little bit. You're going to need to clean up your doo-doo. Charmin said that? No, that's it's a secret conspiracy. So? Yeah. It's like the salt companies, right? It's like how the salt companies say that there's going to be a big snowstorm every year at the end of the year. They they feed a fake story to meteorologists to say, oh, there's going to be a big snowstorm in like April. Yeah. And then it doesn't happen, but everybody went out and bought a bunch of salt. Yep. And that's how they get rid of their overstock of salt. That makes sense. That's a fact. And I think Charmin did some of the same shit here. Because why was it toilet paper? Nobody, I don't even remember why toilet paper became a thing. I I really don't under, I guess because people are going to be stuck at home. Um, I, maybe you're usually shitting at the office more. No, no. Most people are home-based shit shitters. Office. I shit at the office. I would say, if we're looking at percentages of people... 70% of people are home-based shitters. They shit at home. Okay. 30% shit at work, and they're all socialists. <laughs> they're on our, our web page. <laughs> that are in our Facebook group. Yeah, they're trying to get paid to poop. Yeah. Where would we be without the connection that's allowing us to talk right now? Where would we be without FedEx, UPS, Amazon Prime? There are two yeah. primary things that are keeping us sane at the moment, aside from walking around and commiserating with the neighbors from a polite distance. The people who are bringing us the stuff we need and yeah. the technology that allows us to remain connected as we are right now. Man, we have never been more disconnected as a people ever that I know of. And yet, what are you talking about? we've never been more connected than we are right now as well in a weird, yeah. different what? way. I honestly it, feel like I don't even know what that the country means. is going through that Kubler-Ross, uh, you know, the five stages of grief, but we're doing it at different times. Some people are still in denial. Some are depressed. Some are angry. Some yeah. are bargaining. You see bargaining all the time. And some What's have bargaining? accepted the fact that things aren't going to go back to normal for a while. We don't know the cost of the disease. We don't know the cost of the cure. We're stuck in a traffic oh, jam. Oh God! And we have no idea. Cost when it of the ends. cure. Who talked in the that power went off here in Northern California? Yeah. Uh, well, a it, uh, ago. it, was it started coming out days. early last week. It was in like the federal when you're on day three. It feels like, man, maybe it's yeah. never coming back on. 
Cost of the Cure would be a fucking sweet song. Yeah. Right? I mean, the cost of the cure is the kind of the cure. Dun, 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 it doesn't have to be a heavy, dun, 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 heavy metal cost song. of the cure. Yeah, it sounds like it totally sounds like thrash metal. You think song. it sounds like a fucking Megadeth song? Yep, it probably will be. Cost now. of the cure. Yeah, it's a perfect Megadeth song. Cost of the cure by Megadeth. Um, I hate this man, and 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 and, and again, the disrespect of the people at the cash register. I mean, okay, so he gave Amazon drivers. What the fuck? Okay, he gave Amazon drivers their due, which yeah. is great because they're not ser they are service workers, but he doesn't consider them service workers cuz he's dumb. And he doesn't consider cable guys service workers cuz he's fucking not smart enough to understand what service work is you know he's like no you drive a truck you're actually a skilled laborer <laughs> sure it's like no that's service work here here's more we're almost there brad i promise asap spurg says so, that cost of the cure sounds like a nine inch nails song they'd fuck to i like now that. you're into it i do cost of the well, cure I'm not that i fuck to but cost of the cure by nine inch nails yeah Nine Inch Nails is a good one. Okay, Will K just comes in with the facts. Megadeth literally literally has a song called Poison Was the Cure. Okay. So, there you go. Okay. Alright, here we go. Poison Was the Cure. Tipper Gore was probably so mad at that. That's, a, that's like one of the things Tipper would have written about. By the way, before we... Well, we'll do it at the end collectively as a people we're trying to get up to speed with what we don't know and in the meantime one way to stay sane is to thank the driver who brings you your stuff Stop. it's to well, get an attitude of gratitude and live it as best you can because ultimately going back to your very first question where in the world would we be without the essential jobs the non-essential jobs my own foundation had to push its work ethic scholarship program a month and boo-hoo, that's not a big deal. But believe me, when we get through this, the kinds of jobs that we're training people to do are going to be the essential jobs. And I'll be back on your show talking about yeah. them. I, I can guarantee it. Yeah. Fuck off. You're training people to work at McDonald's? Yeah. You're training people? To, I mean, people don't need a lot of training to drive a car for Lyft and Uber yeah, and Grubhub and uh, DoorDash. You're pivoting You're pivoting to teach people how to get the, the, uh, a union contract from Instacart. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what we would do, right? Like, that's, that's kind of our opinion is, like, the people that are doing the real work... Like, he did not at all acknowledge the people that are working out there. He does not acknowledge the fucking service workers or any of those people. Anybody They're under disposable. truck driver is a piece of shit to him, basically. Yeah, just disposable, really. Yeah. I dislike the man immensely. Um, all right. Well, that's the show. Uh, we gave you a long one, I think. Let me look. Yeah, we almost gave you two hours. And... Um, I got so a little release schedule and stream schedule new the stuff. Uh, I think Friday night at nine, we are going to be streaming the PMRC hearings and maybe some uh, uh, Oprah, the Oprah video with Jello Biafra and a few of those other things with Sam Knight and Sam Sachs from the District Sentinel Radio. 
And I think that ought to be really fun. We're doing that on Friday? Friday night. Okay. And, uh, sorry, <laughs> it just got put together <laughs> so, well, during the show. And uh, this Saturday, either Friday or Saturday, there will be a uh, Brace and Brian that me and him did that was a lot of fun. And on, uh, and uh, the next, by the time you hear this, the Bill Simmons episode, very weird episode of uh, March Madness will be out. And then, uh, God, I got one more thing. I got one more thing. Uh, fuck. I don't, well, I guess that's all of it. I, I totally forgot. March but that's, Madness. That's the schedule right now. True and on. Were we supposed to do something with them? Maybe we might do a stream watching uh, Doors interviews with Brace and Liz from True and on. Okay. Uh, we 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 talked about it, and uh, you know more stuff to come. I wish we could announce tours and shit like that, but I'm good. I will keep you posted on the content that's coming out of here. Uh, we're about, I think we're about two weeks away from the next October. And, uh, you know, get people on that Patreon. Oh, I know the last thing. Uh, we watched the first, we are releasing the first half of Pump Up the Volume. Yes. Uh, on our Street Fight video Patreon feed. So we watched the first half of Pump Up the Volume. We'll watch the second half next week and we're releasing them. And, uh, Pump Up the Volume is a movie from 1990 with starring Christian Slater. He is a pirate radio. Uh, person at his local high school so the, it was very informative for brian's life um it's probably what made me want to do radio to tell you the truth that and listening to shock jocks but that was the first inclination that i didn't feel like a comedian but i wanted to do something funny and uh it was that yeah you know that movie you did it so that's coming. Also, uh, this week on the Patreon is going to be the follow-up to Some Kind of Monster, the Metallica documentary. Uh, the first half was there. The second half is coming. Um, you'll get that at patreon.com slash streetfightradio. If you want to support Street Fight and what we do through these trying times, you can do that at patreon.com slash streetfightradio. And uh, we appreciate all the support as yeah, we move forward. And if there's anything that you would like us to do... Uh, streams about please like hit up the street fight account hit me up uh on twitter and uh let me know if there's some videos or something you'd want us to watch they have to be on youtube and they have to be you know something that won't get us kicked off and if there's guests that you would like to see do stuff let us know yeah because maybe we can job. work all that stuff out i think i'm gonna i want to do um i want to start doing the reaction clips to metal songs I want to have people start sending me music that I hear for the first time ever on camera. Oh, that See, I'm a very anti-first-time-you-hear-it guy. I love to capture that reaction, though. If it's good, it's good. But if it sucks, which 99% of the time, it's going to suck. You know what I'm saying? You don't. Sorry. How often do you listen to a song the first time and are like, that's the best song? That song's great. Lots of times. You do? I saw, that that's how I time. cheat my happiness is I'm just always tell myself I'm listening to the best song I've ever heard. One time in my whole life, I went to a concert having never heard the band before uh -huh. and uh, liked it. And that was Sheer Mag is the 
only time that's ever happened to me. I've always gone to concerts to hear openers. I mean, I, I like Jim Shorts. I loved immediately. I'd never heard them before. We saw them. Who'd they open for? Uh, oh, you? Yeah, I didn't see that because my fucking daughter. They opened for it. Taco Cat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I heard this song "Satan Is Real" by Creator and immediately thought it was one of the best metal songs I've ever heard. <laughs> um, what else was I listening to? Somebody else sent me something today called Vatican. By who? Vatican is the name of the band. Metal. Yes. Oh my god. It's listen, will you listen to? Will you do me a favor? And listen to a few acts that I read about in Tipper Gore's book. I'm going to be on Chapo soon doing a book club with uh, Will about Tipper Gore's book, Raising PG Kids in an X-Rated World. And the only thing it made me want to do the whole time was listen to Wasp. I was listening all day. They have a bunch <laughs> is, of good songs. What is your Wasp opinion here? I mean, all of the songs are about sex. Like yeah. in a weird way. Violent way. No, no, no. Well, she says they're all like very violent sex songs. Porn I, rock is what she called it all. I mean, it's all just like, I want to feel good. You make me feel good. I feel understood. And, and they talk about wetness. Like, the, the, <laughs> the songs are just like, there was one like, I want some jack action. Jack action. And it's like, is that jacking off or like no, somebody else jacking you they off? They got, yeah, they jack action. They don't J.O. Those guys, and no. uh, another band I want you to check out that I'm... I like Wasp. It's all very... Uh, it's all about sex. The un other band I want you to check out that I'm not going to listen to because it's just not my kind of shit, but you're really into it right now, Venom. Okay, I will listen to Venom. Check out Venom because she is all mad at Venom and Wasp, basically, okay. and Twisted Sister, but yeah. I like this. I like this one. Wasp blind in Texas. This is funny. The switch because I just texted you that like I'm like I'm listening to Wasp right now and like every song is weirdly about dicks or some sort of sexual thing. But this one is called Blind in Texas, and I thought it was going to be like a drinking song. It goes an El Paso hellhole. I couldn't get much higher. White lightning moonshine tastes like fire. I drank drank for free till I couldn't see. I fell on the floor, and what I said is. So I thought this was like a drinking song, right? Yeah. I'm blind in Texas. The Lone Star is hot tonight. <laughs> it's like back to the sex again. Yeah. It was yeah. immediately this Lone Star is hot tonight. The the funniest thing in uh the funniest thing in Tipper Gore's book is when she she uh like describes parts of concerts. Yes. And uh, I posted this, and you've probably all already seen it, but it's it is funny, and I think worth a read. I guess. Yes, it, <laughs> just I for mean, the listeners, I think they'll think it's really funny, and it's like maybe one of my favorite uh, things ever. Okay, here we go. Oh God, I I sent it yesterday, so it's way back there. All right, here it is. And this is Tipper Gore describing this. Uh-huh. Uh, members of Motley Crue, a band popular... Mm. A band popular with young teens thrive on explicitly describing sexual activities in public. As part of their act, they have been known to shout into the microphone such statements as, Do you motherfuckers like to eat pussy? Do you know why our fucking hearts are broken tonight, Boston? Because we can't eat all that Boston pussy tonight. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> we can't I get mean, our hands on none of that. We can't eat all the... I mean, it's generous of them to just... <laughs> yeah. They're going to eat the pussy. think about the uneaten pussy <laughs> in Boston, <laughs> Boston that night. I mean, it is... It was a wild time, but also... The stuff that you've sent me is so mild compared to like what the music is nowadays. Oh, I know. They didn't even talk about eating ass at all. <laughs> no, there's no then. eating ass in metal. <laughs> None of it. None. None. No. I don't think there was. But she, you know, the reason PMRC started was because of the song Darlin' Nikki by oh. Prince. That's the song she heard and said, we, I got to start a whole thing about it. Her daughter bought Purple Rain and it freaked her out. Because she would let, like, her kid would buy an album, and then she would make her sit with her and listen to the album. And then she's like, my daughter was embarrassed to hear these lyrics, Darling Nikki. And it's like, because she's sitting next to her mom, yeah. listening to somebody sing about masturbating. That's yeah. why. It's not, she's not, she loves, probably loved the goddamn music. Yeah. Another funny anecdote in that book that cracked me up was uh, a guy said his, his like eight-year-old son was singing Aussie lyrics and he was, he was, he heard him doing it and he was like, he took him to the record store and he showed him an Aussie album cover and he was like, is that the kind of thing that you want, the kind of guy that you want to be singing his lyrics and the kid said no and he got scared, but uh. The kid was doing the thing where you tell the parent what they want to hear because there's yeah. no fucking way. That kid Once he was... saw him, he was like, <laughs> People can be like this? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's so weird to see people up in arms about music. Rock music. It's yeah. so funny to read. It's such an artifact of the past. It really is. Uh, yeah, there's not much of that going on anymore. I mean, I'm sure there is. We just haven't found it. Yeah, I mean, we do. Ha I mean, we have like the Millions Moms movement or whatever that try to to get the families, you know, the conservative family organizations, but that you just can't convince people anymore that there's real like uh, devil worshiping happening the way that they did back then. It's such a funny liberal thing too, because like you know, Tipper Gore's a, a liberal. She was a demo. Her husband was a Democrat. She was she was liberal, and she wasn't trying to censor anything or anything like that but her solution to the problem in the end was to make that fucking really cool parental advisory thing yeah and it was just like that that fucking thing looks cool yes well like people bought shirts with that thing on it it probably sold more albums yeah then it, it was a help that it helped yeah it really boosted albums so that's funny but I'll, i uh so friday night right around nine o'clock on all of our streaming services, we will be streaming uh, me, Brett, and it's in the District Sentinel Sam's watching the PMRC hearings. And uh, I think it's going to be really fun. And I know that they're really funny to watch. All right. Thanks for listening. We're Street Fight Radio. Find us at streetfightradio.com. Find us on all social medias at streetfightwcrs. Unless you're looking for us on Twitch, we're at Street Fight Radio over there. Uh, you can always email us, streetfightradio at gmail.com. We'll see you on Friday. Peace.
my suggestion is to keep your distance. Right now I'm dangerous. We've all felt like shit and been treated like shit. All you motherfuckers that want to step up, I hope you know I pack a chainsaw. I'll skin your ass raw. And if my day keeps going this way, I just might break your fucking face to 